Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a fantastic Friday. It's Labor Day weekend eve, or perhaps it's simply Labor Day. However you want to categorize it, a long weekend is in front of us. College football is here for those of us in the South. Of course, that means it's multiple sports season once again. Baseball, football, basketball, whatever have you, it's all on the horizon or finally here. The Vols won last night, so I'll take what I can get as being a Vols fan. But for whoever you cheer for, go Tigers this weekend. For whatever team our listeners may cheer for, best of luck to your football teams as their season start. But though basketball is still, you know, nearly two months away, it still is plenty of action going on. Despite the calendar being a bit of a slow point in the NBA calendar, the Grizzlies once again make a move and we've got it broken all down here for you. In the first segment of the show, we'll talk about the trade that occurred today with Juancho Hernan Gomez going from the Grizzlies to the Celtics. In the second segment, what does it all mean for the roster? Why now might the Grizzlies have a bit more intriguing decision to make as they finalize their roster? And in the third segment, we know now that Tony Allen and Zach Randolph are going to get their jerseys retired. Who likely is and should be next in terms of getting their jerseys retired? All of that in today's episode. Of course, you can find the show. The show is back. Locked on Grizz on Twitter is back after a bit of a hiatus. You can find all the great show content there. Myself at StatsSAC. You can find the podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where the content will be. also want to remind you that on Fridays, you can listen to the Locked On NBA podcast. Locked On Mavericks, Nick Angstad, as well as Locked On Nuggets, Adam Mayers, host Locked, the Locked On NBA podcast, Power Ranking, the week that was in the NBA. Make sure you find the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you find Locked On Grizzlies, wherever your podcasts are available. If you've been a listener for a long time, welcome to the show once again. Thanks for being along for the ride. If you're a new listener, hello, I'm Sean Coleman, credential media member with the Grizzlies, have been covering the Grizzlies for over three years at Grizzly Bear Blues, as well as here at Locked On Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day. So of course, Memphis makes yet another move, and it's been a move in which it's been an offseason in which the Grizzlies really have made quite a bit of moves. And yes, in general, in, in terms of value, it may be more quantity than quality, but for a small market front office, hey, you're simply trying to get as much value as possible, as extract as much value as possible out of any asset that you have, and that's what the Grizzlies continue to do from the Jonas Valanciunas tra- Jonas- trade that's nearly five weeks old. In this specific trade, the Grizzlies, who acquired Juancho Hernan Gomez in the trade that brought them also Jarrett Culver for Patrick Beverly, they now send Juancho Hernan Gomez to the Boston Celtics in exchange for veteran guard Chris Dunn, young point guard Carson Edwards, as well as a 2026 pick swap. Now, last weekend, the Grizzlies obviously reached a buyout with Rajon Rondo. And at the time that that occurred, Bobby Marks of ESPN brought up a very interesting tidbit. He had mentioned that the Grizzlies had not reached out or basically had not re- had not told Rajon Rondo to report to Memphis for physicals and all that needed to be done for players who were going to be in training camp with the Grizzlies. Well, Bobby Marks also mentioned the Grizzlies had not done the same, did the same thing in regards to Juancho Hernan Gomez, which seemed to indicate that Hernan Gomez was going to be the next likely Grizzly on the move, whether it be being waived or via a trade. Well, now we know, of course, it is a trade. It's interesting because with Wancho Hernan Gomez having been traded from the Timberwolves 
goals to the Grizzlies. He was limited on how the Grizzlies could utilize him in a trade. For instance, in this specific deal with Boston, it won't be finalized until September 15th when Chris Dunn and Hernan Gomez can then once again be involved in a trade. And Hernan Gomez couldn't have other players added to him in a deal for a while. So we, the thought was, was that perhaps the Grizzlies would find an opportunity to send Hernan Gomez to another team like Boston, like Philadelphia, a few other teams that were out there. They would send Hernan Gomez to another team who could use a trade exception to take Hernan Gomez on to where they wouldn't have to trade a player back to the Grizzlies, maybe just an asset? Well, in this situation, the Grizzlies actually did take on more players. And, and the other reason why it was surprising was because if they could have traded, if they could have traded Hernan Gomez to another team who would take Hernan Gomez in a trade exception, it was a great way for the Grizzlies to get their roster trimmed down even more. Well, now the Grizzlies are basically back to 18 guaranteed contracts when they can only carry 15 into the season. So it certainly is a bit of an interesting move. John Hollinger came out and Chris Harrington also hinted at it as well. Probably the main reasons for the deal was a bit of a cost savings, about 225000 when it comes to dead money this year. Once again, the Grizzlies make moves without taking on any type of future commitment beyond this year, but also the potential to get some type of better positioning in the 2026 second round. It's likely that there's a good chance that it may not even come to fruition because it's a pick swap, but at the very least with a player that, you know, it was widely known the Grizzlies were likely going to waive, they wound up at least getting some type of future value for Hernan Gomez. Well, now, of course, that leads to Chris Dunn and Carson Edwards joining other young players that the Grizzlies have acquired in Sam Merrill, Jarrett Culver, Daniel Oturo, and now obviously Carson Edwards and Chris Dunn. So it's now interesting that the Grizzlies have made all these moves. They brought back several players, but now they have players who probably don't have a lot of trade value out on the market, but they have 18 players for 15 spots. Now, it's interesting because with the acquisition of Chris Dunn, as well as Carson Edwards, that obviously is two guards that you could see the Grizzlies potentially wanting to have interest in keeping. We'll get into that in just a second. But it now, in my mind at least, it, you know, probably it, it's not the same as when the Grizzlies acquired Patrick Beverly or Eric Bledsoe, but now that the Grizzlies have acquired two young guards, could they potentially once again explore a market in a trade for Tyus Jones? Again, I don't think there's a likely chance that the Grizzlies extend Jones beyond this year and pay him the money he's likely going to want in the open market. But when it comes to trading Tyus Jones, I also feel that it was very likely that the Grizzlies would have got, it would have made more sense for the Grizzlies to trade Jones earlier this offseason than it would right now. They probably could still get some good assets for him, but we also know that when the Grizzlies don't have John Morant on the court, Tyus Jones' value certainly stands out, and I'm not sure if the Grizzlies are going to really focus on Chris Dunn or Carson Edwards really being worth it making it make sense to step into Tyus Jones's role unless the Grizzlies can get some type of significant value for Tyus Jones, which I certainly don't see happening. So at the end of the day, yes, it's another move. But the the impact, the overall outcome of this, the idea that this could lead to yet another move, it's going to have to so the Grizzlies can get the roster down from 18 to 15. But I think with each move that the Grizzlies make, it's more and more likely that the players that they acquire it, they're much more likely to be waived 
than be some in some way, shape, or form, either directly or indirectly, involved with a bigger move that would include a player that's already in the Grizzlies rotation. So, not very much value. This, this is a very minor trade, um, as, as a few people put it on Twitter, which makes perfect sense. It was simply the Grizzlies just, you know, doing what they can to try to improve things on their end and then moving on from there. But it does lead to some more interesting discussions. Again, we know that Memphis is going to have to make other moves, even if it is just simply buying out or waiving multiple players like they did with Ray John Rondo. But when it comes to that final roster spot, who makes sense and why? We'll discuss in a second. Labor Day weekend is here, and of course, that means college football is back. Last night, those a few games have already been played. The season really officially got going last night, and of course, that's great for college football and games all weekend. But then next weekend, the NFL starts. We're a week, we're less than a week away from the NFL season starting. And if you enjoy wagering and betting on sports, especially college and pro football, now is the time for you. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL Survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your one hundred percent welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Don't forget, when you sign up today, to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get your 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Football, basketball, boxing, right right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers for the 2021 season. Visit betonline.ag today. Have you ever found yourself in this situation? Does it sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. I know that I've ran into that situation before. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device compatible device required. Content varies by package. On yesterday's episode, I had mentioned that David Williams, uh, one half of the great team over at the Hoopball Grizzlies podcast, was going to be my guest on today's show. Unfortunately, David had a scheduling conflict, so he will be back with me next week for a show. And look, certainly looking forward to him, but the, just wanted to give an update on what you have to look forward to next week. Always got great guests along with the great content here at Locked on Grizzlies, so make you sure you stay locked in to all the great conversations that we have here at Locked on Grizzlies. So obviously, another move has been made. And once again, the Grizzlies find themselves with 18 players that they have to trim down to 15 guaranteed contract before the season started. Now, not much has changed in terms of, you know, the first 13 spots that are on the roster. Just real quickly to, to cover it, John Dillon, Kyle, Jaron, Stephen Adams, then... 
Tyus, DeAnthony Melton, Bain, Xavier Tillman, and Clark. Those are your 10 rotation players. Taylor Jenkins showed a preference for playing 10 deep in last year's regular season. Those are the 10 players that are probably going to get consistent playing time. If you run into any issues with any of them, John Conchar obviously can step right in as the 11th guy. And then, of course, you've got Zaire Williams and Santi Aldama. Those are 13 guaranteed contracts that you know certainly are going to be on the Grizzlies team next year. That means that there's two spots left for the five players that the Grizzlies have now acquired through their tra their trade movements since they traded away Jonas Valanciunas. Those five players are Jarrett Culver, Sam Merrill, Daniel Oturo, Chris Dunn, and now Carson Edwards. Well, I would f find it very, you know, surprising that the Grizzlies would not would not keep Jarrett Culver on the roster. We've talked about Culver multiple times, why I think it makes sense for the Grizzlies to explore what they could, you know, potentially, you know, turn Culver into here in Memphis's development system. So I think he's the 14th man on the roster. So that leaves four players for the 15th spot. And the thing is this, is that at the end of the day, I do think that Sam Merrill remains the favorite. But... Now acquiring Chris Dunn and Carson Edwards, I think, can make things a little bit more interesting. Of course, the other person is Daniel Oturo. In a vacuum of those four players, Merrill, Edwards, Dunn, and Oturo, I think that you could certainly make a case Oturo has the highest or most intriguing ceiling for an NBA team, given his size and skill and what he could do in the front court. But there's simply no, re no room for him to make an impact anywhere in the near future in Memphis. Not only are the Grizzlies very deep when it comes to front court options, those front court options the Grizzlies have control with for multiple seasons. So even past next summer, where you can make sense of Culver maybe stepping into the role for the Grizzlies, you don't really see that for Oturo, so it's likely that he is waived. But of course, that also brings into the equation Chris Dunn and Carson Edwards. And why I think that it may make things a little bit harder to get an idea of where the Grizzlies might go with that final roster spot is because both Edwards and Dunn offer something that I think is a bit more beneficial and needed for this roster than Sam Merrill can offer, and that's the ability to play point guard. Of course, with Chris Dunn, he obviously, with where he was picked, number five in the draft, he, he if you want to label him a draft bust, I think that's more than fair, but he still certainly is a high-level defender, and he's also someone that I feel can lead transition attacks and himself get to the rim at times as well, and he's obviously a very, very solid defender. So the thing I'm getting at is, is that with Chris Dunn, if he's healthy, which he did have a serious knee injury last year. He's working his way back from that. If he's healthy, I think he certainly could make sense for the Grizzlies, especially when you consider the fact that the Grizzlies are going to, you know, have Tyus Jones as their backup, but last year they kept Tim Frazier around as a third point guard all season long to fill out the roster. Chris Dunn certainly would be a massive upgrade over Tim Frazier, but at the end of the day, it's more likely than not the Grizzlies are probably going to, you know, buy him out like they did John Rondo for him to go on to find another roster spot elsewhere once he's healthy. Which brings us back to the conversation between Edwards and Merrill. Now, with Carson Edwards, you have a bit of point guard ability. He's not, in my opinion, as natural of a point guard. Obviously, he's not as natural as Jar Tyus. Probably not as natural as Chris Dunn as well. But he, at the very least, could, for a small stretch of games, he could handle point guard duties. The intriguing thing about Carson Edwards is his shooting ability, as many may recall from his days at Purdue. There's some good shot creation, some good, in general, shot-making overall 
overall, though it hasn't translated to the NBA as of yet. A big reason why is because of how small Carson Edwards is, but you certainly could see the Grizzlies finding reason to want to keep him around to work with Taylor Jenkins and Jenkins help improve his shot like he has so many others. But between Dunn and Edwards, I still think Dunn probably makes the most sense because you're much more certain about how Chris Dunn can value the franchise. He's someone that can kind of step into a role that the the Grizzlies had envisioned Justice Winslow doing if he were to get a run, but I I don't necessarily know if the Grizzlies want to keep that type of veteran around. They probably, you know, in doing right by Chris Dunn, would allow for him to go elsewhere. So even with the point guard capabilities of Chris Dunn, or Carson Edwards, and in my opinion, the need for the Grizzlies to have another, you know, identifiable point guard in the system, I still think that Sam Merrill makes the most sense. The Grizzlies brought him back in the Grayson Allen trade. think a reason why is certainly to respect the fact that Coach Jenkins loves his shooting depth, and Sam Merrill more than enough would, would, would allow for He probably has just as much upside in a similar role that Grayson was used. He probably has just as much upside shooting the three. Now, I don't know if you get as much ups- upside outside of shooting that Grayson offered, but the Grizzlies do at least have another source that can shoot the three if they were to need to insert that type of player in the rotation should other players get hurt. So at the end of the day, yes, there's still decisions to be made. Moves are still going to be made. I don't necessarily know if we're going to see another meaningful trade. It probably would have to include somebody that's already in the rotation for Memphis. But at the end of the day, the Grizzlies have made their moves that they made because out of those four players that I mentioned, Merrill Edwards, Dunn and Oturu, or Oturo, you can easily just wave three of them, keep the one that you want, and move forward with your full roster into next season. So we certainly have talked about the trade, but another exciting thing that occurred this week, the announcement that Tony Allen and Zach Randolph will be getting their jerseys retired. Of course, we know that a few other Grizzlies in the future will be getting their jerseys retired as well, but I don't think the Grizzlies should stop there. I'll detail it in just a moment. The summer, I I keep saying the summer is in full swing. Well, actually, that swing is almost over. The summer itself with Labor Day here, typically that means that the summer has reached or is nearing its end and fall is right around the corner. While it still is going to be a few months before weather truly gets cool, now's the time to act to prepare your car for the harsh winter months ahead. And if that's the case, you may need parts. And if you need parts, rockauto.com is a great place to visit. Number one, it's easy to use. Within a few clicks of the button, you'll likely find what you need because regardless of the make and model and regardless of the parts that you have, rockauto.com will likely have them. No matter your experience when it comes to either doing car repairs or needing others to do your repairs, rockauto.com also is very cost-friendly. This is a family-owned business. They know that car parts typically fall out of budget. They'll try to keep things as cost-friendly as possible. When you visit rockauto.com, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you're going to ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Do you ever just sit around when it comes to your daily routine and just know that a nice, that, that, that a tasty snack 
will make your day better. Well, what if that tasty snack also had a bit of health benefits as well as a bit of boost to your day? That's Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Have it in the morning for breakfast or in the afternoon as a snack. And if you go to Built.com right now, you'll be able to choose from over 18 different flavors to kind of change it up a bit when it comes to the daily snack that you enjoy to have. Also, if you go to Built.com, you put in the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. And I would venture to say once you make your next order, Built Bar is going to be a part of your day. Go to Built Bar, go to Built.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Welcome back to the Locked Door Grizzlies podcast. So David Williams of the Hoopball Grizzlies podcast will be one of a few guests next week who will be joining us for Locked On Grizzlies. Make sure to check out all the great shows wherever you get your podcasts. So we've talked about the trade that occurred. Obviously, once again, Juancho Hernan Gomez going from the Grizzlies to Boston for Chris Dunn, Carson Edwards, and a 2026 pick swap. At the end of the day, the Grizzlies could wind up not seeing any type of benefit from this trade. But for a front office that is creative and proactive, they at least get more options to enjoy. I broke that all down in the first two segments. But now, want to get back to something that was exciting that the Grizzlies announced earlier this week. They are retiring the jerseys of Tony Allen and Zach Randolph. And that's more than deserved, right? Listen, as I mentioned earlier this week, whatever type of criteria other teams have or other teams have used to retire jerseys for their own franchise... Who cares? That's of no consequence to the Grizzlies. When it comes to retiring jerseys, it's not some type of league-wide decision. You don't have to get approval from the NBA. It's each franchise setting their own criteria. And for the Grizzlies, who especially love the connection with the city of Memphis and love doing the most that they can for their players, they know what the criteria is. And with how much the core four meant for the Grizzlies on and off the court and meant to the city of Memphis, each one of them is deserving. So Tony Allen and Zach Randolph are certainly going to get their jerseys retired this year. I would venture to say with confidence that Mike Conley and Mark Gasol will receive this distinction once their individual careers are over as well sometime in the future. But I do think that a fifth person, a fifth player, is more than deserving of a jersey retirement, and that is Pal Gasol. Now, we've talked about it before. We talked about it extensively last year during the COVID hiatus. We talked about so many different things that happened in the history of the Grizzlies, but at the end of the day, I do think that Pal Gasol, without a doubt, certainly is right there with the core four as the five Grizzlies who deserve to have their jerseys retired. Now, I get it when it comes to the core four. They had playoff success. They were they represented the best of what the Grizzlies have been, the best period of time in the history of the Grizzlies franchise. That in of itself certainly is enough for all four of those players, along with their individual successes, to get their jersey retired. But I don't think that enough is put on, I don't think that enough attention is paid to Pal Gasol for what exactly he did when he came to Memphis. We all know the story. He obviously was acquired in the deal that sent Sharif Abdurrahim to Atlanta. He was the first draft pick, or he was the he was um, acquired by the Grizzlies on the first during the first draft that they had being a part of Memphis. And he stepped right in delivered, and delivered on a consistent basis. Besides John Morant, 
Pal Gasol was the first Grizzlies player to ever be recognized for an annual league award when he got the Rookie of the Year in the 2001-2002 season. He was the first Grizzlies player to be an All-Star. He was the face of the franchise during the Grizzlies' first playoff runs. And we're not talking about a guy who simply had a few good seasons. We're talking about a player in Pal Gasol who still remains in the top five all-time when it comes to points, assists, rebounds, and blocks in franchise history. He is one of the top three Grizzlies in terms of per-game production for any Grizzlies player that played 200 or more games for the franchise. And in terms of impact metrics per game, only Mark Gasol really has an argument to be on the level that Pau Gasol was when he was with the Grizzlies. And of course, we do know that Pau Gasol probably is the best natural talent that's ever played for the Grizzlies due to where his career went once he left Memphis. And that, to me, is one of the biggest things that stands out about Pau Gasol. We talk about the collective unit of the core four, and, and individually, Tony Allen, Zach Randolph, Mark Gasol, and Mike Conley did more than enough in terms of individual production for them to be considered to have their jerseys retired by the franchise. But the even bigger story, the even bigger narrative, the even bigger reason why they're going to all four get their jerseys retired is because of how well they represented the franchise in the city on and off the court and how much they accomplished together. Well, when it comes to actual individual production, I think Pal Gasol has a stronger case than any of them to get his jersey retired. A big reason why is for the statistics that I mentioned, but it's also because Pau Gasol produced those t statistics at the beginning of his career in Memphis, whereas these players produced them during their primes. I've talked many times here over at Grizzly Bear Blues on Twitter that I feel John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. are likely the two best natural talents the Grizzlies franchise has ever seen suit up for them. The standard that I base that statement off of, the player that I think of first in terms of, okay, I'm making this statement about John and Jaron, are they truly the best natural talents the Grizzlies have ever had play for them? The player that I think of, the hurdle that has to be overcome by John and Jaron for me to say that is Pau Gasol. I still feel before John Jaron came into the fold, Pau Gasol was the best natural talent that the Grizzlies had ever had play for them, especially during their time in Memphis. But another big key narrative that I think makes sense as well is number one, Pau Gasol was certainly one of the first really productive European ball players that came into the league, one of the first truly productive European big men, along with Dirk Nowitzki, that came into the league. Both of them really set the path for the influx of European talent that we've seen over the past two decades. I think that that holds meaning as well. But to me, one of the biggest, maybe the biggest thing of all in retiring the jersey of Pau Gasol is that I think it goes without saying the most productive and the best duo, the best brother duo in NBA history is Mark and Pau Gasol. They were the only brothers to ever start against each other in an All-Star game. Well, not only are they the best duo of brothers in NBA history, not only are both of them likely Hall of Famers in time, but how awesome would it be to honor the duo of Gasols that literally were at the center of the Grizzlies universe for nearly two decades, starting with Powell for six and a half years and then leading to Mark for around, for I believe around ten and a half. How awesome would it be for the Grizzlies to honor how much that duo of brothers has meant to this franchise by retiring both of their numbers? I think it would just be not only an awesome narrative, but is more than deserved. Powell's individual production 
as well as how he led the team, the fact that he had this production at a time when an NBA team was moving to the smallest market in the league and there was no guarantee that it was going to work out, Powell stepped in, stepped up, delivered, and in, 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 as a response to him delivering individually, this Grizzlies team, probably sooner than many expected, were a playoff team for three consecutive years. So in terms of his individual production, in terms of the role that he played in helping this team establish itself in Memphis, but also in the NBA, and the fact that Pau Gasol truly may be the best Grizzlies talent we've seen, you know, up to this point, likely seeing Jaw and Jaren surpass that someday, all those things, I think, play into the resume that is more than deserving to have a jersey retirement up in the rafters of FedEx form in representing Pau Gasol. I know that he did not leave Memphis on the best of terms, and that certainly is something that still resonates and resonates quite quite a bit with Memphians. And if that is something that, you know, left a bad taste in the city's mouth and the franchise's mouth, I get it. I completely understand. But I do think that Pau Gasol certainly is deserving of his jersey retirement for all the reasons that I mentioned, but also to just be straightforward. When you think of the Memphis Grizzlies, there's the core four and there's Pau Gasol. In the first two decades of this team being in Memphis, those five players are who stand out above everybody else as being the best players that have ever played for the Memphis Grizzlies. And for that reason, I think all five of them should in time be honored with their jerseys hanging in the rafters so future generations not only can know who represented the Grizzlies during the best run of their franchise up to this point in the grit and grind era, but also knowing the star that really helped Memphis establish it, or really helped the Grizzlies franchise establish itself in Memphis and the NBA in general. I am a big advocate that if the Grizzlies are going to eventually retire the jerseys of Mike Conley and Mark Gasol, they make the same effort towards Pal Gasol and get his jersey retired as well. Obviously, this is the place you need to come if you want to get the latest Grizzlies news, latest Grizzlies news, perspectives, honest truth, insight, whatever you hope to listen to about the Grizzlies, this is the place for you to come. Your Grizzlies every day here at Locked on Grizzlies. You can once again find the show at Locked on Grizz on Twitter. Myself at StatsSAC. The podcast wherever it's available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen. That's where we will be. Hope you have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. If there's any other Grizzlies news, we'll have you covered right here, right on the spot. But until next Tuesday, hope you have a wonderful and long weekend. Cheer on your favorite football teams. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.